I know you're sitting there right now enjoying this podcast, The Deconstruction Workers, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? If you have, let me talk to you a little bit about Blueberry.com. Blueberry is the hosting service where The Deconstruction Workers lives and thousands of other podcasts. There are no contracts with Blueberry.com. You can cancel at any time. Blueberry is optimized for Apple, for Google Podcasts, for Spotify. There's free technical support. You are given a free WordPress website. Blueberry.com is an amazing place to host a podcast and it is very, very affordable. If you'd like to give it a try yourself, go to www.blubrry.com, use the promo code PODCASTDCW, and get a free month. And now, back to the show. University professors spend a lot of time talking to each other about popular culture in academic journals and at academic conferences. The problem with that is you don't go to academic conferences and you don't read academic journals and I want to talk to you. Some of the most brilliant thoughts in America about popular culture never get to be heard, and I'm on a mission to change that. Brilliant people, fascinating conversations. I'm Dr. Christopher Bell, and this is a hard hat area. You're on with the deconstruction workers. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you are. This is Dr. Christopher Bell. You are on The Deconstruction Workers, and this week we're doing something slightly differently. As is bound to happen when you have a large group of faculty members, it's difficult sometimes to get everyone in the same place. And so this week, you just get me. It's just me on the show this week, and we're going to be doing my own research this week. So hopefully this will still be interesting and entertaining for you. I think it'll be very timely because what I want to talk about this week is The Good Place. As of this recording, The Good Place had its season four premiere last night. The Good Place airs on NBC. It stars Kristen Bell and Ted Danson, Jamila Jamil. It's amazing. It's an absolutely amazing show. And if you haven't seen it, today is going to be super spoilery. So it's kind of a listen at your own risk proposition today. What I want to talk about is something that really I was introduced to as a part of a panel this summer at Denver Pop Culture Con, which is the concept of hope punk, hope punk or resistance. And the resistance that I'm talking about is resistance to the idea that everything is dark and terrible and everything is sad and the world is doomed. This is a really pervasive sort of attitude in our popular culture. If you think about how many dystopian young adult novels there are and how much we love things like Harry Potter and the Hunger Games, how we love cop shows and hospital shows and things that are anxiety-ridden and tense. And the other side of that is the idea that maybe things aren't so dark and dismal after all, and that somehow in contemporary society, the most punk thing you can do is be hopeful. 
the most punk thing you can do is be alive and lively, is to be upbeat. And it's weaponized happiness. It's weaponized hope. And I love The Good Place because The Good Place really leans into this. They really steer into this quite a bit. And so I want to sort of title today kind of, we can all get into the good place. We can all be a part of the good place. And so let me give you a little quick and dirty crash course in the good place so that we can talk about the show. The premise of the good place is relatively simple. Uh, There's a woman, she's played by Kristen Bell. She dies and she finds herself in heaven. She finds herself in the good place. She meets Michael, who is played by Ted Danson. He is the architect of this section of the good place. And his Janet, Janet is his assistant slash robot slash not really a person. She knows everything in the universe, literally. She can produce anything. She can make anything. She's his sort of right-hand gal. She's played by Darcy Carden. Darcy Carden is a period, amazing period. She is by far and away the best part of the show. So Michael and Janet, by the end of the first episode, and this is your spoiler, uh, so it's kind of a big one. So earmuffs, if you don't want to know, hit mute real quick if you don't want to know. But by the end of the first episode, we find out that Eleanor Kristen Bell's character, is actually the wrong Eleanor, and she doesn't belong in heaven at all. In fact, she's pretty much a dirtbag, and she was a horrible person in her regular real life when she was on Earth, and she really should have gone to hell, which is the bad place. But lucky for her, in the good place, everyone gets a soulmate, and the real Eleanor Shellstrop's destined soulmate that she is bound to for all of eternity happened to be a professor of moral philosophy on earth. So the real premise of the good place is that he is going to teach her how to be a good person so that she can stay in the good place and not get sent to the bad place. Now, of course, there are lots of other twists and turns in the story, and that would be the kind of spoilers that would ruin the experience of someone who's never seen it. So I'm not going to do that here. I'm not going to do that out loud for my purposes today. They don't really matter that much anyway. What I will say is if you are not watching The Good Place, I don't know what you're doing with your life. It is literally the best television show on the air. That is both my opinion as a television fan, as a viewer, but also that's my professional opinion as a television and media scholar, is that it would be pretty difficult for someone to make a case to me right now that there's a better show on television, on broadcast network television for, you know, to be specific, that is better than The Good Place. It really is just the cream of the crop right now. But I want to talk about more today than just, you know, gushing over the show and how good it is. What I want to talk about is the fact that this program, this television program, is really the poster child for this concept of hope punk. It's what hope punk looks like when it's enacted by a massive media corporation 
The show airs on NBC. It is a part of NBC Universal Comcast. And every week it is an exploration. It is wrestling with this idea of what it means to be a good person. And it's doing that on this massive media platform like NBC broadcast in primetime. But unlike most regular sitcoms on television, The Good Place is doing more than just wrapping up, you know, cute stories in half an hour. The Good Place is every week openly grappling with some super high-level concepts regarding how we think about ethics. And when I say ethics here, I mean that in the very scholarly sense of the branch of philosophy that involves um, looking at concepts of right and wrong in terms of conduct, in terms of values, in terms of the way that we conduct ourselves in the world. And this is because cleverly embedded in the show, its sort of central conceit is that over the course of three seasons, the show runs this pretty wide course around various theories of ethics because one of the main characters, Chidi Aragonye, is a professor of moral philosophy on Earth, and he is trying to literally teach Eleanor how to be good, oftentimes with a chalkboard and books and notes, and he's teaching a class on moral philosophy. And then we get to learn alongside of her. So the kind of ethics that the show is mostly trying to project, trying to talk about, is called cognitive realism. And so cognitive realism is easier to explain than it is to define, so maybe I'll do that. Let's look at something like mm, lying. Let's look at lying, which Eleanor does a lot And uh, Chidi tells her that's bad. Okay. So cognitive realism says that when we say lying is bad, that can either be true or false. Lying is either good or it is bad. We can ask, does this make me a good person or does this make me a bad person? And there are lots of types of cognitive realism that the show goes through. For example, there are quite a few episodes that pretty explicitly cover a thing called deontology. Ontology is the study of existence. It's the study of what it means to exist. It's the study of reality, what it means to be real. Deontology is the study of Rules. What rules should we stick to? What should be our morality? What moral rules should we try to follow? And the show starts from what we call the divine command perspective. Uh, In the first season, we should be good because God said, you have to be good. And that's why we are good. We're good because we were told to. He told us how he wanted us to act. But pretty quickly, by the middle of the first season, it starts swerving towards more of a what we call a social contract 
perspective. Uh, we should be good because it's what we signed up for when we, you know, we're trying to have a civilization over here and we signed up to be good to each other when we decided we were going to stick together. And the rules are what we all decide together. The rules are in ancient Greece, they used to call this nomos. Nomos is the law of common agreement. We all came together and said, hey, we're not going to you know, stab each other in the neck with a pencil, not because there's punishment involved if we do, but because it's the kind of thing we don't do to each other in a civilized society. That's what we're talking about when we talk about the social contract. There's a social contract involved in being together as a society, as a civilization. By the end of the first season, a lot of episodes are starting to deal with what we call consequentialism. Consequentialism is more about what are the outcomes of my behavior? What happens if I do this? And then they have all kinds of fun and games with the outcome, with the result of different people's actions. For example, there's a lot of what we call utilitarianism. What's the most good for the most people? This is sort of Aristotle's golden mean, right? The greatest amount of good for the greatest number of people. But sometimes the outcome is what's called eudaemonism. And eudaemonism is basically what maximizes my happiness is what's good. What's good for me is what's good. But sometimes, interestingly enough, on the show, the outcome is really more what we call altruism. That is, what's good for my fellow person, even if it's not what's best for me. So all of those outcomes are different possibilities of consequentialism. But most of the time, most of the time on the show, particularly in the second season, the show is focused on virtuism. And virtuism is the idea that we behave in ways that are, you know, kind and helpful and caring and so on. And if we behave in those ways, if we behave kindly and if we behave helpfully and if we behave in a caring way, then there's no need for us to have rules. We'll just be good. If everyone is good, then we'll all just be good and we don't have to have rules that tell us to be good. But what this means is that you can practice being good. And that's really important. As Janet might say, fun fact, this means that the show itself is hope punking the audience all the time. Because in teaching Eleanor to be good, Chidi is also teaching us to be good. The show is creating the fan community it wants by instructing its fans how to be in the world and therefore how to be a part of its community. And this extends to its stars who do a lot of really cool and interesting work outside of the show. For example, there's a lot of work that Kristen Bell does with the Women's Peace and Humanitarian Aid Fund. And if you follow her on Instagram, she has this really cool thing she does every week where she highlights public school teachers. She's just kind of an all-around cool person. And Jamila Jamil, who is another star of the show, 
if you follow her on Twitter, she is a relentless social media campaigner around issues of mental health and around body image issues. And so these people are being good in real life, and then their characters are learning to be better people in the context of the show. And so you watch the show, you learn how to be a better person, and then you watch the people, and they're showing you how to be a better person. It's kind of all the way around hope-punking the audience in a variety of different ways. And then this leads to the fan community being a better place. Anytime you get fandom, you get people who are not good at fandom. And by not good at it, I mean trolls. We've spent entire episodes talking about the way that fandom works and about how people like to police the borders of fandom and about how part of being a fan of a thing is treating other fans really poorly. The good place weeds that out by being the kind of show where it doesn't attract the kind of people who would show up to a fan community and troll. Even on Reddit, which can, I don't know if you're familiar with Reddit, but Reddit can be a serious cesspool. There are parts of Reddit where I would not send anyone and where I don't even go myself. But even in that environment, the fandom spends a lot of time breaking down episode by episode what the ethical concerns are in that episode and what kind of moral philosophy we're learning and what the moral lessons are in those episodes. It's a very different kind of a fan community. And they don't like it when people are mean to each other. They don't spend a lot of time being mean because the show itself pushes toxicity to the outside. So if you're a terrible person, you probably have a hard time being a fan of this particular program and engaging in this particular fan community because the fandom itself is invested and active in an intense discussion of what it means to be ethical, what it means to live a good life, what it means to go to the good place. It's an environment that is, frankly, kind of toxic to toxicity. It's basically the pop culture fan equivalent of white blood cells. If you come into that environment and you're toxic and you act like a virus, the white blood cells will weed you out and they will destroy you, metaphorically speaking. It's, I like to think of it as the social media equivalent of the Care Bear stare. If you're, you know, my age, you know what the Care Bear stare is. These people, the fan community, are literally nicing toxic fandom to death. They're destroying it by being nice. And while this effect is kind of localized to this program specifically, I do think that this is sort of how we win against toxic fandom. If you don't want toxic fans, you create a kind of a show that weeds the toxic fans out. If you want toxicity to end, stop making things that are toxic. I think one of the reasons why people love The Good Place is because it is so very engaged in what it means to be a good person. You have to bake it into the show that toxicity is punishable 
And the good place really does that really well. You know, in the case of the good place, it's punishable by eternal damnation with murderers and arsonists and people who take off their shoes and socks on commercial airlines, but it works. You know, not every popular culture property needs to be about these great existential questions. The property just needs to understand the nature of fandom and particularly the nature of internet communities and what people do with popular culture. And I think that's the part that a lot of media producers are missing. It's the thing that I work pretty hard on when I go out and work with these big media companies. I've done stuff with Pixar. I just got back from doing a big thing with AT&T. And the way that we think about popular culture creation is really not the way that we should. And it's one of the things I'm working on with these companies is thinking more intentionally about what kind of people we want to draw to our media properties and then baking those things into the properties themselves. The Good Place spawned the kind of fan community it wanted by being the kind of popular culture product that attracts those particular fans. And it dissuades toxic fans from spreading their toxicity not only by you know being unattractive to toxicity but by literally teaching the toxicity out of the fans one episode at a time it's really the essence of that thing that you know we call hope punk it's literally on this show be kind or you can go to hell so in 2019, you know, what's more punk than that? What's more punk than that kind of hope? So that's pretty quick and dirty in terms of the good place and in terms of the way that it deals with ethics and with morality and with the nature of being a human. There's a lot more, obviously, that goes into the show. There's a lot more twists and turns. There are several incredibly funny subplots, including what happens if you don't go to the good place, but you're not bad enough to go to the bad place. What happens to you? Uh, there's some couple of really, really funny episodes about that and about why people go to the bad place in the first place and if it's even possible to get to the good place. There's all kinds of really great stuff inside of this show. So if you haven't checked it out, you should. I know at this point I kind of sound like I work for NBC or I work for the production of The Good Place. I don't. I'm just someone who cares really deeply about popular culture. And when I find something that's great, that's legitimately great, I want to share it with all of my friends. And I want my friends to enjoy it as well. And I want people to understand that popular culture is not stupid. It doesn't have to be stupid. Popular culture can be very, very smart, even on primetime television. A primetime television show can spend an entire half an hour teaching a moral philosophy lecture that you would get at any university in the country, but doing it in a way that you really enjoy and that you love the characters and that you really want to be a part of that world and, and in what's going on there. So I think that it is, as I said, probably the best show on television right now. I highly suggest you check it out. And if you do, you should spend some time afterwards, as I have done with my family and with my friends, exploring what those episodes mean. 
what it means to be a good person. What do we think about what's happening to the characters? What do we think about how the storylines are playing out? What do these things mean? It's taking popular culture. And as we talked about last week, in the last episode with Grace Candido Beecher, we talked about uses and gratifications, what people get out of media and how people use media in their daily lives. The Good Place is a wonderful example of a uses and gratifications model where we can use the media to get something positive in our lives out of it. And it's an opportunity to practice that. So... That's what I have for you this week. I know it's a short episode, but like I said, I'm by myself this week, and it's kind of hard to have a running conversation with nobody. Next week, we'll be back on our regular schedule. We'll have our regular guest. Not next week. In two weeks. In two weeks, we will be back. We'll have our regular schedule. I'll have a guest worker here, and we'll kick around some other popular culture property, some other popular culture concept. So until then, I am Dr. Christopher Bell. This has been the Deconstruction Workers. Thanks for hanging out with me today, and I'll see you in two and two. The Deconstruction Workers podcast is produced and directed by me, Dr. Christopher Bell. If you like what you hear, the best thing you can do for the podcast is give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Even better, become a sponsor of the show at patreon.com slash podcastdcw. Check out thedeconstructionworkers.com or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thedeconstructionworkers. The Deconstruction Workers podcast is recorded on the beautiful University of Colorado, Colorado Springs campus, 6,033 feet above sea level. The theme song for the Deconstruction Workers podcast was composed by Raphael Crux. As always, please support alternative scholarship and academic public engagement. The Deconstruction Workers podcast is copyright 2019, all rights reserved.